evening, Super Kicker with Stephen Fans, your favorite host right here, back for another night of Wrestling Talk. Um, I don't know if you can see it, Greg, but look at that. Does it get any more American than Bruce Brick <laughs> and Springsteen with my cutoff sleeve? I mean, is this any more nice. is this any more Fourth of July? I mean, I guess if I had a pair of shorts on and a, a little red cap, I'd probably be just perfect. So, there you go. And a fanny pack. And a but, but yeah, that's I mean, straight up Americana the, right there. Look at that, the farmers can't even rock it. So there you go. <laughs> There's nothing more American than that. But uh, and you're rocking. You're, are you rocking the same sun jersey from last night? That I am. Track. I'm. I'm trying to give my sons good good <laughs> karma this weekend because the news came out on Friday that Kevin Durant wants to be traded, and the two uh, teams on his <laughs> wish list are the Heat. And the Suns. That's right, baby. Bring him to the West. Did you put him on the Suns? Did you see that come out today? No. Now the Warriors. He doesn't want to go back there. Been there, done that. Get with the the younger guns in Phoenix with uh, CP3 and D-Book and Mikael Bridges, who's another young stud in the making. We don't know what's going on with Aiden. My Pacers have been rumored to try to go after him now that we've cleared up some cap space. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing they don't want, or this is not mutual on both sides, but we'll That's see. Not, yeah, but, I mean, I but, don't think they go after him because I think they like what they have. Honestly. Right. So, but then again, if, if you want to try, I mean, it's a double-edged sword because I think some, Fans want to see us win now. So, you know, do we need a superstar right now or do we just let this crew, uh, you know, we got rid of Brogdon, we'll trade to Brogdon the other day. Um, the Celtics are celebrating like they won a championship now. Uh, good luck because Brogdon <laughs> has played half of his career. So, that, you know, and I wanted the guy to do good here, Greg, but it just never, never happened. I mean, you know, we were the, Every time it'd be like, well, if these guys get healthy, once everybody's healthy, and that never happens. Right. Uh, I think we had like the legit starting five play 10, 15 games together, if that. <laughs> I mean, it was, yep. yeah. Like, I love this for my sons because the that water cool talk among the, uh, the talking heads is that the uh, Brooklyn does not want to strengthen another east coast team or eastern conference team yeah, by trading him in the conference yeah. so that you know makes the suns the favorites to uh, land kd and they have plenty of assets and they can you know do a sign and trade with ayton get draft picks for ayton and just give them a sweetheart deal to bring in kd and at, for kd no price is too high as long as it doesn't include devin booker so um i think that's what we're going to get, I'll try to manifest it, get it to happen in the next couple of days. So get rocking the Suns, Suns gear so uh, we can blow up once he comes in. And hello, championship. Then Kyrie might be rumored to the Lakers, reunited with Braun. Because that's what you need, another ego on that team. Uh-huh. Have You'd have to that. get rid Yeah, you would have to do something with Westbrook. I don't know if that'd be... I've heard their salaries are close, so I, I would think you do Westbrook and Ky, for Kyrie and something, whatever side needs more. 
because there's no way you could have Westbrook and Kyrie and LeBron and right. I mean, I guess you could. I mean, anymore, you know, it's it, you know, positionless basketball, Greg. I mean, look at the Warriors. You throw out your five best players and just you know set it up. So, um, yeah. but anyway, we have stuff to talk about money in the bank because uh, there's a couple big <laughs> big changes there. So we kind of got the results here for you. Uh, let's talk Liv Morgan, of course, because she is the story of the night, Greg. I mean, across the board, you saw women, you know, just celebrate her win. First in the Money in the Bank, and then her win the title. So that tells you a lot about her. And I thought I saw this, I did see the stat, the first woman outside of the four horse women to beat Rhonda, even if it was a very uh, quick roll-up, you know, Rhonda uh, playing the leg injury. Uh, it sounds like we'll get Rhonda and Liv for SummerSlam. I'm sure there's another name, Greg, that will get <laughs> shoehorned into there. And it makes me scared that Liv is only going to get a three-week run. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's technically better than no run at all, Greg. But, I mean, she, she's earned a little bit more than three weeks, right? I know you don't like her, but, I mean. Well, it's uh, it's funny because, you know, aside from a random win here and there, I mean, she's lost a lot more matches than she's won. And you look at uh, Rhea Ripley, just destroyed her quite a few times. Um, You know, then she had to arrive with Becky Lynch that she couldn't get over. Um, So... You know, props to her for winning, but uh, it does seem like a temporary, you know, transitional kind of win. I I can I don't see her stacking wins and beating top stars, you know, for the next three, four, five months. Uh, it doesn't feel it. Um, maybe you know something will happen and she'll catch fire and people will get behind her and you know she'll get that push. I still don't see it. Um, I, I always like the cash in. The, the cash in is always fun, but when she came down to uh, face off with Ronda, that was a little surprising to me. I did not expect that. Um, she seems like the type that would just linger in the shadows and kind of, you know, taunt the champion and see her come out at the end of the night and do that. Um, that did catch me off guard. So. You know, like you were saying, does this mean that uh, Ronda's going to be done after this particular uh, storyline closes? You know, maybe something's happening. Maybe she's ready to go have another baby, whatever. Or she's legitimately injured. Um, So I'm curious to see, you know, how this is going to play out. And if Liv's going to get a run. Remember, this is very reminiscent of Nikki Ash when she beat Charlotte and had a very short reign. Um, you know, the people got behind her for a few weeks. She did some inspirational speeches. And once that buzz died off, she dropped the belt very quickly after that. So, you know, it feels like a little deja vu going on right here. But I don't know. Maybe she could prove me wrong. Well, not, yeah, I just, I, you know, when we talked about yesterday, I think they tried the lovable loser <laughs> with Liv to get her, you know, that momentum which we can argue is, is that the best way? Probably not. 
but at least she finally won the big one. You know, well, she wins two big ones in one night. So, you know, nobody yeah. can ever take that away from her. Uh, True. Now, she did get a huge pop when she when she scored the pin. However, I think anybody who had had that moment would have got the same pop. So, you know, it's just a lot of now, probably too. She kind of gave the mutual express, you know, mutual respect. But then, you know, maybe Charlotte and Ronda, you know, live overcoming both of them in one night, just like Becky did. That could be something. But. Uh, we also brought this up, Greg, kind of just talking back and forth last night. Dossie, she was off last night, I thought. Like, she yeah. messed up the running up the ladder. Now, granted, she took a bad fall, and that probably didn't help, but she was a little, I don't know if she was just trying too much or what. And even Raquel, you know, Greg, trying to lift up the uh, live and was it Becky? With the ladder, yeah, just couldn't get it. There were some rough spots in here, so you know, I here and there, I think it got rolling, but then there was also some just like, e. <laughs> and like I said, I think Shotzi, I kind of wanted her to look the best out of this, Greg. Uh, she might have looked the worst out of it. Yeah, um, that when they showed the replay of that uh, fall she took, and her head hit the ladder. Um, she jumped off the top rope, missed whoever she was aiming for, yeah. and the back of her head smashed that ladder that was laying on the ground. You know, that's Concussion City right there. I wouldn't doubt it. That's what affected the rest of her performance that, that night. You know, I don't know if the uh, – I think the Raquel thing happened before that bump. But I think yeah, – uh, run up the ladder because then it was funny because Liv did the same exact thing and nailed it, which I thought was interesting that – you know, it, it looked kind of bad because you essentially did the same. Because I think that was a spot where they had like Oscar, Lacey, Becky all on there, and then you know I think Alexa Bliss uh, did the did twist or did you know like a somersault on all of them or whatever. But uh, I yeah. thought Alexa looked a little more into things, though, Greg. You know, we've been talking about it looked like Alexa was going through the motions, but I thought she kind of had that fire last night. I think you talked about you know just more of the Alexa Bliss of old. Right. So I thought, I thought she really put on a good showing. Uh, looks like, you, you know, you could do Liv and Becky too. Because uh, you still, you had Becky uh, further, she's just going to Seth Rollins out of last year, it feels like, Greg, where she's just bottom of the barrel. Maybe her and Seth need to re-team up and uh, actually see what they could do as a heel group. You know what? What we get the, the face run of them when they're both champions? People hated mm-hmm. it. I think people might actually get behind a down and out uh, Becky and Seth Greg. Do you think so? I think they would. You know, they're, they're both doing this kind of, you know, Joker variant yeah. character-wise. So, you know, they're a bit much, you know, on screen by themselves. Yeah. What would it be like if those two are on the screen at the same time? Uh, playing off of each other. It would be amazing, I think. So, you know, just go with it. Go straight off the deep end and let them just, you know, go ham. And I think people will eat it up. I especially remember when Seth was like, he had this, he had the hair crazy and like he had the same shirt on when he just like put it almost like Baron Corbin, except, you know, not as bad. But um, yeah, 
So the other big story, of course, is Theory. Austin Theory, Greg, he loses the United States Championship, which I we I think we were surprised, correct, that he actually lost the title. Yeah. Uh, to Bobby Lashley. You know, I thought we, we, we both kind of said, well, he'll probably lose by DQ or win by DQ or something like this still keep going. But he gets inserted into the match at the end of the night, <laughs> which everybody's like, well, now this is predictable. And even I've mentioned to you, uh, Theory's going to win this, right? <laughs> so he ends yep. up winning the money in the bank. And now I don't see any way he's cashing in on Brock or Roman, right? So I think he is going to hold it off for a little bit of time before we you know, kind of see him. He might tease it. He's going to be the teaser, you know, like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it and then keep pulling out. And then right. finally have to do it, but um, you know, maybe maybe not forced to do it or something like somebody will call his hand. But what do we think about theories tonight, Greg? Uh, yeah. Once he was entered into the match, we definitely say, yeah, he's going to win it. Um, it was a nice little, you know, surprise moment. Um, I was waiting for you know a different superstar to come in. Um, we saw the little. Uh, the vignette that makes you think the fiend uh, right before the match started, you know, the little dark and smoky candle line rooms and, you know, the creepy figure just walking through, you know, the set and had a very, you know, fiend or Bray Wyatt vibe to it. Um, Was that what you were thinking when you saw that vignette? I saw it first and then when you start putting the pieces together, you see the gold medal, you see Latino heat, the Dudley's glasses, and the Hardy's wrist uh, armband spray. So we mm-hmm. all know that is Mr. Edge, which I thought was interesting, a way to kind of reintroduce him. Ah, uh, interesting. I thought, was, I thought it was going to be for the game, but I'm guessing it's a tease because some of you know, people are smarter than me. Um, brought this up, but then it all makes sense. I guess those are past summer same opponents of Edge as well. Because he ah. you know Edge and Christian have fought the Hardy Boys and the Dudleys. He fought Angle. I think I I wonder if that was the hair versus hair match. Now that I think about it. But anyways, and he fought Penny Guerrero at a SummerSlam. So that is a um, it, it would have been awesome if it's great. Some people say Gable Stevenson too, Greg, which I was like, well, this would be a really dark because <laughs> they had the right. gold medal. <laughs> and the gold medal. And I was like, well, that's weird because they were just acting like he's not going to come. But Bray right. White was the first name. But then when I kept seeing that Latino heat sign, the license plate, I was like, I don't get why Bray would have anything to do with that. You know, when you kind of slow that down. But makes uh, sense. So it's going to be Edge. Now, who does he face? Damien Priest or Finn? That's the question. Or does he face both? And, you know, him and Cena? <laughs> now that we don't uh, know Cena, you know, I don't know. But, um, so anyways, yeah, that's yeah. right. I don't know. We, we still got to see Brave eventually somewhere, right? I mean. Right. And it's been out on social media. He's put, he's, he put something like out Priest, recently. He put his name out as Wyndham. It's almost time or something like that. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, uh, but getting back to theory, you know, we, 
you know, he saw as soon as he get in, in there that, uh, you know, he's going to be the one to do it. Uh, I've seen this movie before, uh, going back to Royal Rumble uh, when they held it in Phoenix. I think it was uh, about three years ago. Yeah. And they had Becky and Asuka uh, had the championship match. Asuka wins and Becky was the champ. And at the end of the night, she ends up as the one of the last entrants into yeah. the women's battle royal, uh, Royal Rumble, and ends up winning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've kind of done this kind of thing before, and now we're just seeing it on the men's side with uh, theory. So as soon as he gets injured or entered, you figure, okay, yeah, he's going to win. Who did you think um, it's going to be? Because I kind of thought Cena, <laughs> which, because I was like, well, why not? Well, I was I wasn't sure of it because Bray Wyatt was on my brain after seeing that that vignette. Yeah. Um, but I had no idea who else it could be. Yeah. So, but it's like same thing with uh, as before with theory. I like it because they're going to write it into the bloodline angle, mm-hmm. and the way I was looking at it was, this is you know Vince's handpicked protege, and you know he's. You know, doing a killer job. You know, people are into him. You know, love to hate him, kind of thing. And this kind of come full circle because Roman Reigns was at one point Vince's handpicked protege to be, you know, the face of the company, the top dog, and everybody rejected him to the moon and back. And we did not want Roman. He talking about Bray. Anybody but you, Roman. Uh, kind of thing. So we patently rejected Roman Reigns as the new face of the company post John Cena. Um, and so now this is kind of, you know, the new protege against the old one. And like this one can, he can do better than you kind of thing. I see Vince getting involved in this um, plot twist at some point and playing on that storyline. So, I like it for for that aspect of it because I think that's kind of where it's going to go. And I think they, I, I think WWE and Vince was listening to our podcast last night, Greg, because what did we mention? This is probably the time to start getting the next crop over. And yeah. let's look at our champions, right? I mean, okay, so yes, Roman Reigns is the king of the mountain, but it took him a while. You know, he's still, I'd still say he's. He's not old generation. He's not new. He's the the current, you know, crop of town or whatever. Right. Yeah. Bianca Belair, Guther. You have Liv Morgan now. Uh, who's the? Uh, I guess Bobby Lashley. I don't. Yeah. You know, Lashley, whatever, Greg. But you know, you have the Usos. Yes. So we got some, you know, younger champions in theory now. Now he can also harp on. He's the youngest money in the bank winner, Greg. So he's yep. got, they're just adding on. You know, I saw on Twitter this morning today, like, oh, people don't, they, they keep saying he's got go away heat. I don't think he does. I think people get it and love yeah. to hate, you know, kind of hate, you know, love to hate him. I, yep. I mean, I, I don't see that as much. So um, it, I, I think, you know, I guess we'll see at SummerSlam. <laughs> If the plan moving forward is that, but it felt like Greg, you know, that slight turn of the corner, like okay, you know, let's let's let some of these younger people 
have their moment and that's hopefully a sign of the right you know in the right direction yeah absolutely so, and uh, you look at you look at theory and he he's got it all he's got the you know the total package as far as the looks the the skills and you know how he's, to play the crowd exactly great character work and that's what you need that's what you need when you're establishing your next group of stars you need those guys to have those intangibles and he's got all of it and it's just how you know they're going to do his character how he's going to um run with what they give him and you know he's he's one of those guys he's on his way to the top and he's once he gets there he's going to stay there because this it feels like you know cena as the uh master doctor of thugonomics you know that evolution of his character through you know 20 years you know austin is at his beginning the same way and this is kind of his version with the uh doing the selfies and everything this is his master of thugonomics phase and it's going to evolve to something else and something else and i'd say 10 years from now theory is going to be probably the biggest star in the company at least one of them one of the top three i would say that um some other things bianca Belair defeated carmella a very short <laughs> just a short match there greg uh thankfully the usos and the street profits looks like uh we saw montez's four Mon montez ford's shoulder was technically off the mat by the way, Greg, I did not realize, like yesterday, I was really looking at Montez. He has bulked up a ton in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's all on something or what, but, uh, like, I just kept looking at his chest here. It's like, man, when did that happen? Because he used to be pretty skinny, you know. I mean, he was still built, but, like, now I'm like, man, he's really bulked up. So, um, yeah. like you said, and I agree with you, I think they got to win at some point. Let them have yeah. a big moment in Nashville, you know, and really – I mean, and then we can see what the Usos go from there, but I think it's got to go back to the street profits soon. Right, but this this match stole the show in my book. I mean, yeah, this it was is... a little slow at first, but then once it got going, it took a little bit to get going. Right, and that's that's you know giving them time to you know tell the story. Yeah, and you know the story going to start slow and it's going to build, which is what we got, yeah. and it was a classic. At by the end of the match, we had a, a classic on our hands. I was into it. Like that's what said, we've been waiting for and it's like um, that roman match where roman works his match slow but then yeah. when it gets going it, you know it really crescendos so, um, yeah and everybody was on their feet by the time this yeah. match was over because the the false finishes were amazing um there was a that, couple times where you figure each side should get the three count right here yeah just amazing I mean, there was that one that was like the ref was like just right. I mean, just off the ground. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then, like we said, so now you know, like you brought up, no DQ, no count. You know, bring out all the bells and whistles. Let them tear it up in Nashville. And then, like I said, I think the Street Profits got them in there. Um, Ronda Rousey and Natalia. <laughs> I think it says a lot, Greg, that they put the title on Liv Morgan <laughs> because I think they needed. I, I think it was. I think you're you're right on with the Nikki Ash assessment, where all the momentum was there for Liv. So I felt like you almost had to do it. You know, really, just let it all play out. But we also know that Natalia and Ronda wasn't showing us anything. So now if you have Ronda kind of go heelish against Liv, that could give her something. Or if you have 
Scarlett shoehorned herself in, Greg. That adds something to it. So mm-hmm. I, I think the title change was much needed. And now I don't have any faith that Liv is going to hold it past SummerSlam. But <laughs> she always got her moment. She got the she got the Chris Jericho moment, Greg. No one could hold that back. So. <laughs> That's true. And, we have, and I know people brought it up. It is interesting that the women tend to cash in so quickly. And I don't have any, I don't know why. Because <laughs> I think Bailey cashed in the same night. Alexis cashed in the same night. Asuka got the title the next night. Uh, Nikki, was Nikki's about a month later? Or maybe even shorter than that? Yeah, I think shorter. Or was it the next night? It might have been the next night now that I think about it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Big E was about a month later. So all the money in the bank were already like done. Um, I don't know why they do it that way, but that's, <laughs> you know, with fear, with, like we said, with fear, you can almost play it out though. You can, you know, if you think you're ready to put the strap on him, you can. If you think he needs more work or whatever, then you hold it off. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot more meat on the bone with the men's. Uh, yeah. Money in the bank than the women, yeah. uh, as far as juicy storylines, stuff to keep us interested, and then having that carrot dangling in the background, uh, you know, keeping us intrigued by it. Just the lack of depth or the lack of uh, concentration on the storylines in the women's division <laughs> is probably why there's so many quick cash ins. And like I said, I think a lot of times all the momentum is on that whoever wins it. You, might, you know, like with Nikki Ash, she was so over last summer, Greg. You almost had to do it before before she kind of lost that luster, which she did. But right. that, that, you know, it is what it is. I, we kind of assumed her gimmick wasn't going to last that long anyway. So, um, anything else for Money in the Bank that really, like I said, I, th- I think we're going to see Edge back. Um I don't know who he gets though. Does he get Ed or does he get Finn or Damien at SummerSlam? Uh, Finn would be better just because, you know, it's a high profile, yeah. you know, one of the big four uh, pay-per-views yeah. and you want the biggest talent on there. So Finn would be the best option. You know, Damien makes sense. Finn makes sense. But, you know, you want the star power. So Finn being the leader, um, you should start with the head and then, you know, take off, take out everybody else. Unless you so I think it's been a third or judgment day. Then maybe do the Mysterios and edge. I mean, they, that's kind of a team out there anyway. If you don't want to do anybody's singles yet, but, uh, cause we're going to get Mysterios versus judgment day tomorrow night. You wonder if maybe edge comes back in that regard. Other than Hmm. Um, the other news story, Greg, is interesting here. Uh, this is from Sean Rast Staff speculating that there might be dissension between Santana and Ortiz, one of your favorite tag teams, Greg, and uh, mm-hmm. we're thinking one might leave. I think it might be Santana looking to leave. So are they going to leave before they ever get a tag team title run? Man, or, I hope not. Or one um, leave, it sounds like. And if, if the story is that, you know, they're not getting along, you know, it was just not surprising. They've been together for well over a decade, you know, maybe oh, going on to, uh, they go all the way back to impact and, uh, LAX, 
with uh, Conan and a revolving door of uh, characters, Homicide, Hernandez, uh, those guys. Going back to the, the glory days of TNA when actually they were, you know, real competition for uh, WWE, which is seems like it should be about 20 years ago, but, you know, tw- TNA is only 20 years old as it is. So you figure you go back at least a decade to when TNA was hot and these guys were, you know, founding members of LAX. Uh, so they've been partners for a very, very long time. Uh, so, you know, they may disagree on something. It's, it's not a big surprise. Um, but if it causes one to, to leave, that would be a, a huge bummer because I think all of us are waiting for them to get their run. Um, didn't help that Santana got injured at Blood and Guts, yeah. and now he's going to be on the shelf for who knows how long. Uh, hopefully it's not a bad injury, but it was bad enough to pretty much take him out of action you know, halfway through the match. Um, so... And it, there's talk, I think, maybe from him or somebody else that his contract is almost up. So um, that's going to be the telling thing. Is he going to re-up or is he going to walk? So that'll be the uh, the biggest uh, ending to the story is of how how well they're getting along, if he signs back up or not. Yeah, and I don't know where... Maybe head back to Impact because I don't, I don't think WWE would have any interest to let both. Yeah, Impact be a natural fit for him. You know, he's a tenured veteran there. Um, and Impact's not, been under the radar. They're kind of like the ECW back in the day, Greg. I think people are talking them up. They have good shows. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to them still, <laughs> just because I don't. I just never get a chance to check them out. But you know. Um, it sounds like, you know, they, they're they just, you know, kind of rolled along. And I, it, it feels like probably what AEW was going to start to do, Greg, where they were just not going to do competition, you know, try to compete with WWE, just do their own thing and, you know, build, you know, have the former talent that they've had kind of roll along and, you know, put on good shows. And that's fine. So, yeah. And, those, you know, those guys, if they move on, they move on. Or girls would move on. So, um, yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd be interested to see. You know, it, and with so many tag teams, I am surprised they never got a tag team title run. Yeah. Even if it was going to be a short run. And, it's, and speaking of the dissension, because I didn't like it during the uh, last night. That. I mentioned that during with the Street Profits, that uh, on Friday night, Kayla mentioned something about them not being, getting along or not being on the same and page. Last night, they mentioned on commentary. Right. And, at the end of the match, you're wondering if they're going to have some type of DIY moment where, you know, Champa turns on Gargano. Um, so I'm glad that didn't happen, but looked like there was some friction, you know, talking about the uh, finish that shouldn't have been. And we could have, but maybe we will see that. Maybe that's why they keep losing. Maybe that's why they lose. Some are saying, Greg, because, you know, right. I mean, we've mentioned Montez Ford. I, I think he's ready to go on. I kind of wonder if he's ready to go on his own. I, I agree. Uh, I don't want to see it because I love the Street Profits. Yeah. Um, but why would they mention that unless they, they they wouldn't do it on you know without a reason? Yeah. Uh, put a nugget like that into the universe. Yeah. So that makes me worried that something's going to materialize out of that. And 
I've, I've a love of Montez solo run run as much as you would as you do. Um, but I love the prophet since NXT and I want to see him wearing gold, but plus you got to wonder with some of the guys above him, you know, I, yes, they can push him above those guys, Greg, but at the same time, I think there's a few guys ahead of Montez that probably ready to, you know, get on a run as well. So it's yeah. interesting to see, you know, at, see, I can see it from both sides. If they don't win at SummerSlam, then you got, you probably have them breaking up the night after. <laughs> like, yeah, one, maybe, one turns on another. Lost, and... Or one final shot where it says, if we don't win, we're breaking up or something, you know, then that way, maybe you could get the clean break without the right usual work, you know, we're going to um, face each other or something like that. Because I don't know if I want to see that either. I think right. if you do the clean break, then, you know, Angelo can maybe do his own thing. Because I think he's got he's got some skills too on his own break that I think he'll be able to carry. You know, will yeah. he get as high as Montez? Probably not. But you know, maybe pick up wins here and there. Uh, but I think I'd rather see them say, you know, hey, it was a good run. We tried, yeah. but uh, yeah. I like that. And then they can always reunite somewhere down the line, yeah. year, two years from now, or whatever. Yeah. Um, those are the two. Well, obviously, money banking then this big. This kind of big story coming out, you know, we usually don't hear about uh, AW talent being unhappy, Greg. So that's why I thought this was interesting. Uh, was there anything else before we kind of do our first commercial break that caught your eye, news-wise? We still haven't seen anything more about Vince McMahon, so nothing there. I know we saw Sasha hanging out with Bailey, <laughs> so that's good, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, I'm still. Nobody can figure out what's going on with Bailey, can they? I feel like you don't have any of these, you know, news sites report anything, Greg. And I, Bailey herself put a Where's Waldo picture yesterday or today, so that that could mean something. But um, I'd like to see Bailey back. I, I think she's needed. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's it. No news is good news. Yeah. And uh, you know, once they stop you know, talking about or tweeting footage of them rehabbing, you know, they're, they're on their way. So I think I'll take it as a positive, very positive sign. All right. We'll do our first commercial break for road energy, and then we'll get right into the great American bash and kind of talk about what's going to happen for that. And uh, yeah, we'll get into AW stuff after that. So we got your layout for what we're going to talk about. Stratton, but I think we got to look at this. So we're we're finally seeing 
the breakup of Roger Strong, Damian, Damon Kemp, battling the Creed brothers. Do you think, Greg, Roger and Damon get the tag team titles off of the Creed brothers to really solidify that breakup? No. Um, the, the Creeds are going to win, and that's going to lead to them uh, just taking themselves out of dy- Diamond Mine and say, we're going to do this on our own. Okay. And I think, What does Ivy do? Ivy's probably going to choose the Creed side because they're, they're always together. They're always, you know, when, you know, Damon and Ron, Roderick are, you know, giving the Creeds the business, Ivy's always on the, the Creed side. So I think she's going to go with them. And uh, I think we're going to see Roderick off of TV very soon. So, yeah, uh, but he's released. Or, yeah. yeah, but I think his time is just about up. So I think this is going to be the end of Diamond Mine pretty much. Especially with Marina and AEW. You know, I right. think that kind of, um, that's probably where he uh, uh, needs more members. Yeah, every, we just need to keep adding everybody there. So, um, which is still funny. I don't know if you remember, Greg, but uh, Ty Conti was kind of there for a little bit. You know, they, she did a little backstage with uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, I think, way early in her NXT days. That was an interesting little nugget I thought about. Um, mm-hmm. but how about the, uh, uh, I don't know what we're calling them, the, the Under 21 Club? <laughs> Cora Jade and Roxanne, are they going to get the titles off Toxic Attraction? Uh, no, I'm still not feeling it. I do like uh, Roxy a lot more than Cora Jade. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she's she been there a lot less or a lot, lot less time than uh, Cora, and she's made much bigger waves. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to the character work. I mean, Cora, we just don't buy her. You know, you know the whole skater girl gimmick. You know, it's too stock. It's too, you know, boring. It's not relatable. But you know, Roxy, very generic. Um, not generic, organic. Yeah. Um, and her her talent shows. Her charisma comes out, and it's a lot better than what Cora is trying to do. They're like they're trying to do the same thing and Cora is not doing as great a job as Roxy is already. Um, so would I be surprised if they win? No. But do I think they will win? No. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on it, Greg. I think they get the upset win. Even if they win it for a week and lose it back or something you know, like that. <laughs> um, just because I think you've got to give them something for finally being in this position. So, um, and then they beat, who did they beat? They beat Caden. Um, Caden. And, uh, yeah. And then we saw a little backstage with them, right, in the locker room. Uh, wasn't there some backstage thing where they kind of called out, like the women were kind of snickering on their back? Yeah. Was. So they were getting a little uptight about it and. I don't know, maybe it's the start of a, a, a heel team. turn. I was going to say, they, they're probably long-needed, and, I mean, they need something different. Uh, yeah. Because what are they? They come out and they, you know, they shoot, what, an air gun or something, a T-shirt gun, and, you know, just don't really have anything. So, right. Uh, and, I mean, and, and they've been there for a while. I mean, what, a couple of years now, I think? 
Yeah, there, easily. So, I, I know Casey's been down there for a while, feels like. So, um, yeah. uh, how about Carmelo and Grace of Waller, Greg? How about uh, the little Grace of War having him sign things and he signs a contract? I thought that was kind of a fun little way to get a contract, you know, get a title, uh, championship title opportunity. Uh, you, you have him sign an autograph and sign his name on an open contract. So, uh, I don't see Grayson Waller winning it, but this should be a good matchup, I guess, right? Yeah, I agree. I loved the gimmick. Or the, the, uh, it was very smooth, very slick, the way you did that. Um, so you're just going to see these two guys out heel each other, which is always fun. Um, but I agree. I, I'd see Carmelo, you know, winning. Um, and then, oh, I, I think Grace is actually, you know, ready to come up. Okay. I was just, well, that's what I was curious. I was going to say, has he lost some steam? He has. He has. And I think he's been displaced by Carmelo and Tony D'Angelo as like the top heels in the, in the NXT right now. Um, Grayson's kind of lost his spot after they break, they break up Sanga too. I thought they kind of got rid of Sanga too quickly. Yeah, um, Waller had nuclear heat after he, you know, took out Gargano after Gargano's uh, goodbye speech, yep. and he went over to uh, main roster and he, you know, got even more heat. And then, you know, things kind of died off after uh, the whole angle with AJ. So. That should have got him more. I think that should have helped him, but it really, it really did it. Because right. But that could be why they pulled off on him too. You know, maybe it's that whole reel back in, reset it, see what happens. Speaking yeah. of uh, a lot of heat loss, Greg Cameron Grimes. I don't. I just. I, I don't know where he. I mean, if he loses the Braun, I think he's on the. Thanks for your uh, thanks for your services. Good luck in your future endeavors. Because I can't see him going to the main roster. I feel like he's got nothing. I, I just think he <laughs> he's really pulled off. He has. I've, I've, I've loved Karen Grimes for a long time since Impact. Yeah. Um, it, you know his his work's been outstanding. When he gets you know time and a good story to to work with, you know he's done excellent. Uh, go all back to the Ted DiBiase stuff that he did with LA Knight. Um, the even the the hair stuff he did with Grayson Waller or not Grayson Waller, but uh, Duke Hudson. Yeah. Um, you know, when you give him something to work with, you know, he's great. And now they've kind he's of given it to him. right, and you know, he's just kind of spinning his wheels. Um, there's a place for him on the main roster if they decided to. You know, give them give them some more meat on the bone, and, and I'm not like you. I don't believe that they will. Which I is would say you're going to do him. You're or you're going to bring him up. I think you need to reset him completely. You know, give some vignettes like Max Dupree. You know, mm-hmm. so you kind of have a clean break from Cameron Brown. Yeah, and or repackage him with a new name. That kind of you know separates him from. Like I said, I I just think he's. I mean, you, yeah, a year ago, Greg, you were hailing him as, you know, possibly an NXT champion or the next big thing. And now it's like, he's not even in it. I don't know. Well, you know, like you brought up, is the NXT 2.0, is that hurting too? 
that like Braun's trying all he can, Greg, but it's probably losing. You know, it's it's just not anything. Yeah. Um, also, my one of my biggest complaints about NXT right now is is got all these you know new people, all these debuts, but apparently everybody's filthy rich that's coming through the system. Uh, Cameron Grimes is now filthy rich. Um, the, the new character played by uh, or the the ex member of Imperial. Oh, JD. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now he's filthy rich and. Yeah, uh, Tiffany Stratton, she's filthy rich. Uh, you know, why would you even bother if you're filthy rich? And, um, you know, you're, you're, the whole idea is you're young, hungry, want to be a star. And if you're already filthy rich, what's the point? I mean, Tony D'Angelo, the mob boss, has everything he wants. And, you know, what's the point? You know, everybody's filthy rich that's coming through the system. And, you know, you're kind of defeating your whole purpose of, you know, young, hungry go-hards that trying to get to the top. Well, you know, they need, you're, a, they need a Matt Hardy. You got to pay me your first quarter earnings, Matt. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if you're already in the one percent, then why are you even bothering? Yeah. So, and it's not it's not lost on the main roster either. You know, you got Happy Corbin doing the same gimmick, and you know, it's it's getting a little too redundant. Yeah, and like we said, I, I think you just keep, at least with um, Jordan Devlin, you gave him some vignettes. You know, that was the thing, Greg. That very first episode of NXT tomorrow, they're like, here's everybody. You, yeah. you know you don't know them, but here they are. And then they finally realize, oh, we need, you know, um, uh, uh, Giovanni. They gave him some vignettes. Tiffany mm-hmm. Stratton, they gave her some vignettes. You know, they realize, oh, we actually need to introduce you to these people. We can't just, you know, throw them out there and expect you to know them. Because uh, that is probably my, um, you know, my complaint about AEW, Greg, like the, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. It's like, oh, you know these New Japan guys. We don't need to tell you. <laughs> you know, right. you, you know why Claudio and Eddie Kingston hate each other? Because you watched Shakara 20 years ago, and you know they hated each other then. It's like, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, which we'll get into the forbidden door here in just a minute. But uh, Great American Bash will be, eh, I'll watch it, I guess. <laughs> it's a far yeah. cry from like the Sasha Banks, Neo Shirai match, uh, Keith Lee winning both titles. I kind of think some other good moments, Greg. But, well, and of course, it used to be two nights, remember? I think it is kind of telling it's only one night now as well. Well, it used to be a whole summer. I hate how they sully the name the Mer- Great American Bash because remember this was the uh, staple of the old school NWA. Uh, the Great American Bash lasted all summer, coming to a city near you, and it lasted for two to three months, and you know having big matches every week, and you know even the matches that weren't on TV. You know, you had title changes, you had, you know, the tops against the top, and it was a big party all summer long. We loved the Great American Bash, and now they've, you know, demeaned it so much just to, you know, NXT 2.0 is is a waste of what was one of the best events ever. So, 
No, I'm still I hate it that they even use that name for that purpose. You know, at least for the main roster. But you know, just to waste it on 2.0s, I hate it. Well, that's what we got for NXT. Uh, I, I think they need to Triple H. If you're back in business, you need to just fix it. Force your hand in there and start slowly, <laughs> slowly get some things going there. He was, uh, he was live at UFC last night, Greg. Did you see the picture of Vince, Stephanie, him, and Pat McAfee at UFC last night? I didn't. Um, I made it halfway through it, but, yeah, I'm, that would be fun to see them all there. Well, Tony Khan and Jim Ross were there as well, too. So. You know last night was a huge, huge night for for UFC. So I, I believe guy, it. Uh, did the Undertaker interest too, entrance, too. Ooh, I want you to report back to you. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry, my fault. No, I'm I'm halfway through it. I'm up to the the title fights. Okay. But uh, I don't know who the dude was, but anyway. All right, that's well, funny. Me. Vincent Man and Tony Khan in the same place at the same time. That could oh. be interesting. Well, I know. I, I will say they probably have. Well, I I heard with a Cena appreciation they actually had Bruce Pritchard call Tony Khan, and for the um for Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho. Big show, and then Mark Henry would get their their flowers yeah. to Cena, and right. McCon's like, well, as long as they are okay with it, he's okay with it. So who knows? Maybe there's a small, small, <laughs> small, 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 small <laughs> crack in the door. Not even like I'm not gonna say light coming through, Greg. I'm just gonna say crack. Right. Seat. Uh, but anyway. How about some elite performance talk real quick, and then we'll get into AEW talk and catch you up on Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. was holy crap amazing uh, and i love stuff like that so i went back and i listened to it a handful of times at least and holy cow we almost blew the speakers off the tv uh wait how loud that pop was and the funny thing was is that it only took the first couple notes for everybody to know what it was or who it was and i'd never heard the song before but don't know the Maybe that was his indie song. I heard the a remix version of his Ring of Honor song. Okay, so like an updated version, obviously. But there you go. Everybody knew it, and as soon as those first couple notes played, the place went rabid, and it was amazing hearing them get that pop. And 
you know, still looks like the same guy, but, you know, I like the new gear, uh, seeing him a smile on his face and, new you know, fire. really playing it up. Yeah, you could tell new energy. He was super, really feeling it. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for him. He looks awesome. And, you know, he definitely delivered uh, on that in that match. And like people said, now we're really going to see what he can do, you know, outside, like wrestling-wise. So. Right. Um, and like I brought up, I, Eddie Kingston, apparently him, had some feud going that never ended. <laughs> so that's what yeah. we're supposed to know. Um, and they kind of brought that up in Blood and Guts, Greg, where audio makes, um, who was it, Sammy tap out, while Eddie Kingston had Jericho tap out right afterwards. So you got some dissension there, um, you know, kind of going into that. So, uh, FDR, yeah. all the titles now, except for AEW. Um, what do you think about that match? I, I thought it was good. You know, I, I don't know if it was as strong as I thought it would be, but, you know, FTR showing, I mean, as usual, Greg, just hand them all the titles. Seven star, <coughs> seven star FTR now, Greg. And I've even seen people get tattooed <laughs> of seven stars across their, you know, somewhere on their body in, in, in honor of that. So that means you're over. <laughs> if people are going to tat up their body with your, you know, title ring, that's a, I don't know if there's any more over than that. So. Yeah. Um, really good match. I was, a little concerned but with the uh the injury so early in the match to uh to dax yeah and going back and then having his wills read moment coming back into the to the match you know about 10 minutes later and uh you know getting the win uh i like the match i like i said I th- like you said i thought it would have been better but you know still solid and that you know, there was a team we picked to win, so there we go. Hack is our new All American, or sorry, All Atlantic champion, and he's already headed somewhere to defend it. Um, I forget where it's going to be, Greg, but it sounds like they'll kind of let him travel around with it, which is kind of cool. Right, and surprise there because I think we were picking everybody but Pat to win. And uh, I'm happy that he got that he has it because you know he deserves the title. The guy's a killer uh, athlete. I haven't seen one bad pack match yet, and I'm sure he's going to continue to bring it. Um, really interesting with the uh, Death Triangle versus uh, House of Black going on. Uh, I think it's going to transition over to Malachi sooner than later. Uh, hopefully after we get a good series of matches between them though. Um, but I'm not, I have no problem with uh, Pat holding the title. Um, Sting and Darby and their other guy won against the Young Bucks coming out with their old Bullet Club. Um, if you watch uh, BTE this week, it was kind of cool to see Matt Jackson kind of looking for the outfit they were going to wear and going through all of his, uh, uh, old gear, Greg, and like mentioning where he wore it and what match it was, which is just crazy to think that kind of memory. Um, uh-huh. I like the old the old Bullet Club song. That was a nice little touch. Uh, I would, I'm going to assume maybe Darby and Sting get a title match just because. <laughs> it 
it seems like, you know, with the tag team titles, they're kind of like, yeah, we got rankings, but sometimes we just throw another team in there. So. Yeah. Um, you know, good match, solid matches. The sting factor took away from it for me, you know, took me out of the moment, but, you know, still a, a good match, you know, not my best favorite match of the night, but, uh, you what know. What was your favorite match? Um, favorite match, I would have to have given it to, um, Will and Orange. I'm trying to debate between, uh, Will and Orange and the, uh, first match with Team Jericho versus yeah. Team Kingston. That was pretty solid. Um, yeah, great match. I think it ended the way it was supposed to. Um, but Will and Orange really brought it, so I'm going to give him the slight, a slight nod. Well, like we um, said, when Orange Cassidy gets a chance to really shine, he gets Yeah, so. he kills it. And, and I, I thought the fatal four-way for uh, the Jay White match, that ending fell flat, but it looks yeah. like Adam Cole got legit injured in it. They almost right. had to do it. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I, I think Adam Cole needs to get healthy. <laughs> well, a lot of guys need to get healthy. Uh, but, you know, I'd say take Adam Cole off TV and legit get him healthy. Right. You know, I, I don't think, I, I don't necessarily think he's needed. He could always pre-tape something or, you know, you know, let him really rehab and uh, get right. John Moxley and Tanahashi was good. Uh, looks like you could almost throw another match between the two down the road, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really good match. And for somebody who's never seen Tanahashi wrestle, uh, really impressed by him. My whole hope with this whole card was that there would be at least two of the New Japan wrestlers who I would be interested in watch, watching going forward. And uh, after seeing Tanahashi, he's definitely one of them. Um, Okada, no, because in their match, the, he really didn't do much that stood out, in my opinion. And uh, I am curious about Will Ospreay just because his whole uh, – his, his look, his um, – it's wrestling, his style. Uh, I really like it. And he's got a faction, so you could throw that against, you know, the right. Blackpool Combat Club. You could throw it against House of Black. You could throw it against Death Triangle. You could Young Bucks. I mean, yeah, you've got options there. And I and I dug the uh, the third member of the Young Bucks, uh, just because he seemed to be like he could have been the third twin. You know, he thought the same way. He was just as goofy. But um, his skill was off the page. So I um, forgot what the guy's name is, but uh, I was really impressed by him and how well he worked together with the Bucks. So I was impressed with the hair of the Japanese wrestlers. I know that sounds weird, Greg, but the Tanahashi's hair, <laughs> that thing is like flowing like a horse's mane or something. Like, I don't know what <laughs> they use in their hair, Greg, but man, those locks were just like. It was like that feathery, you know, kind of just real, real unique hair looking. So uh, I 
True. Hey, same thing about uh, Okada. He reminded me of uh, Ric Flair during the uh, WCW era. Yeah. Uh, when he cut it short and just had the, uh, you know, the real kind of crop top kind of do real short and then, you know, most of it, you know, gathered around the top and the sides. And that, so I do want to see more of kind of just to see if he's as good as everybody says he is. I think he would, I wonder if he would do better in one-on-one match. I think so. He could really do something. Because, uh, you know, I, he didn't see much of it. And yeah. maybe it was the travel. It maybe just wasn't not having enough time to work with them, Greg, or, you know, travel, you know, who knows. But um, you just felt like you didn't get a chance to really see some. Yeah. Like I said, they had to cut that match short. So yeah. maybe that has something to do with it, too. Um, how about some stuff from um, Dynamite? Uh, Orange Cassidy defeated Ethan Page. So it does look like, you know, a night after, well, not a night after, but a couple days later, Orange Cassidy picks up a big win. Uh, is Ethan Page ever going to pick up some big wins, Greg? <laughs> uh, does he need it, it, No, no. It, as long as he's tied to Dan Lambert and doing the heel stuff, you know, he'll he'll be fine. He doesn't need any big wins right now. They're not really pushing him aside from being just a part of the, the whole with the uh, American Stop Team storyline. Uh, how about the heel turn of Luchasaurus? What do, what do you think about that? Interesting that he sides with Christian over Jungle Boy. I like it. Um, Does he need to stop wrestling as Luchasaurus? No, um, I liked how instead of what well, they painted his mask black, yeah, and they're doing him, you know, in all black instead of green, yeah. and you know, black the the traditional black guy or bad guy color, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously brainwashed by Christian, so it plays that whole storyline. And when Jungle Boy comes back, he's going to be the guy that. Uh, Jungle Boy has to go through to get to Christian. So, for all those angles, I like the way they they did it, even though it makes uh, Luchasaurus seem pretty gullible. But he's a dinosaur. Uh, I mean, right? He is a dinosaur. He, he probably he has to bring his eggs with him. I mean, Chris Pratt is <laughs> like this, and he gets blue under his control. So obviously, dinosaurs. And I've always heard their brains are very small. So yeah, maybe. Maybe dinosaurs are. See, we shouldn't be worried about dinosaurs. People said they're scared of the Come on. Give me a real world Jurassic Park. I'll, yeah. I'll go there. I'll visit it. Give me a little Jeep drive around. Just, <laughs> right. Just watch out for that um that glass of water. Once that starts shaking, I might get out of there. <laughs> or don't <Yeah>. go don't <laughs> go into a portal if there's a dinosaur chasing you, Craig. That is the best advice. <laughs> Do not go into a portal. There you go. Writing uh, it down right now. <laughs> uh, Dan Housen and, and the FTR got to, got to team up with Dan Housen. Who would have ever assumed, Greg, we'd see Dan <laughs> Housen and FTR together. But it would have been even better if maybe they would have been like Punk, where Punk did the sting mat, you know, makeup. Maybe FTR could have done a little little makeup gimmick, but uh, they defeat Gun Club and Max Caster. Interesting that uh, Billy Gunn keeps siding with the acclaim, I think. Yeah. Because um, the gun club ran off at the buy-in show, I think it was, because Dan Housen's music started playing. 
but then Billy Gunn stayed with Max. Well, Max Castor's back. Obviously, we did he. I thought he played up the "I'm not injured anymore" angle. That mm-hmm. happened somewhere. I forget where that happened, but uh, he jumped. Did he jump out of his wheelchair or something? And then he was fine, you know, to go. So. Yeah, he went to interfere in the match, and oh, look, he's healed. <laughs> he's healed. <laughs> Kevin no. Nash with the fake. Didn't Kevin Nash do that way back in the day? He had the fake cast and just stood right up. Yeah. So good stuff. I it was uh, very amused by you know FTR and Danhausen. I'm finally getting to see something from Danhausen as far as you know in ring, and he's not getting yeah. smashed in five seconds. So um, you know, props for that. And uh, the way the whole thing played out with the finish was hilarious. Um, setting the the gun club against the acclaimed down the road, I'm sure it's going to be probably better than we think it's going to be. Um, just because of a, a secondary feud in the tag team division that's kind of way off the radar, but could still be a lot of fun just because, you know, what do you got to lose? Um, and then uh, what was the other thing about this match that I was really big? Oh, the uh, entrance. Matt Caster had a fantastic line about uh, Dan Housen. Um, I don't know how you guys root for a white guy in white face. Yeah. That probably big time. Is, I was like, he's got a point. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's hilarious. And, you know, Matt Caster's raps are hit and miss. And this this round, it was a hit. So uh, it popped me pretty good on that one. Uh, Jade goes to 34-0. No. Uh, I thought we had Athena and... Um... Who else attacked her? Who's been going after Jade? Anyway. Um, Athena and Statlander. That's right, Chris. Uh, I should have that. Um, and it, yeah, I, I don't know who gets. One of them's probably got to beat Jade. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Eventually, I don't think it's going to happen soon. 50 and we got to build it up a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be 50. 50 is the number. She's going to get that challenger, and we're going to finally get a, you know, a good, honest match out of her instead of a two-minute squash. Yeah. And then finally, uh, blood and guts. And there's so many damn spots in this match, Greg. I don't know how we tackle it. But, you know, I thought the finish on the top of the cage Probably was about as well done as you could, especially if you want to tease the whole Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castagnoli angle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that was a really good way uh, of playing it up. Maybe you have them fight each other to get Jericho or something like that. I was trying to think of some of the spots. I thought there was, what were they? They were trying to pour the, what was it, rubbing alcohol in some of the, the blood, I thought it was. And then you had. Yeah. Conti trying to push it through at one. I thought it was already in the ring, but then apparently it wasn't. So she was trying to push it back in that little hole. Well, it was in the ring. I noticed that too. It was in the ring because. I was trying to figure out how it didn't get out of the ring, but. uh, And then who? Somebody escaped through like a hole. Was it. uh, It was one thing. That's right. It was. one of the uh, 2.0 guys. Yeah. He was hanging upside down, all bloodied up. Yeah. From like one of the. Uh, yeah. 
it is his uh, leg was caught in the uh yeah. the barricade somehow he got through it i mean it, those holes aren't very big so i don't know how he he finagled his way out there uh but uh oh by the way um jim ross has and tony shivani need to really learn aw names don't they i feel bad <laughs> for scalper because he has to keep like cleaning up for them i, I thought they because they're like oh ruby riot coming down yep and, yep you know, daniel bryant whatever uh so I, I I thought there was some promo that talked about there was something that aired about Ruby and Eddie Kingston, you know, being friends outside the ring, which makes sense why Ruby would come out there. So that was a nice little touch yeah. there because you thought somebody had to help, you know, kind of even that side out. Um, what else was there? Obviously, Floyd got involved a lot. The the baseball bat. Uh, they tried to break up the ring a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. There it was a bomb by a bat, even though they didn't use it very much. Yes. Um, oh, the, the Santa Guevara uh, bump. Much better than the Chris Jericho fall. Agreed. Yep. Uh, the alcohol was a botch because I they saw where they were going it. with it and then they failed it. Yeah. They um, never used it. I don't think they ever used it. Well, I think somebody threw some alcohol in on Moxley. Oh, okay. And he no sold the alcohol, so it's. it's <laughs> I was like, man, he, he's already bleeding and cut up because he's in the ring with all the tax. Yeah. So yeah. when that alcohol hits him, he should be, you know, his whole body should be on fire, and he's, he's just like, eh, who did that? And or who threw the hand? I like threw a handful of tax. I thought that was kind of a different angle. Uh, that <laughs> right. Hager, I think it was either Hager or Jericho. Jericho picked up like a handful of the tacks and threw them. Right, that to break up a sharpshooter or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of unique. And like I said, climbing up to the top and, you know, yeah. letting the finish play out there. You know, it's kind of a hard visual, I think, you know, you know, kind of seeing that. But, uh, yeah. And I'm always afraid they're going to fall through, too. Like, you better make sure those things, because that was a lot of body up there, you know, four guys up there. So. Uh, apparently yeah. Moxley does not like heights, Greg. So it was hard to it was hard to convince him to go up there to celebrate at the end. But then Bryce Redsburg tweeted out that he hates going up there, so him and Moxley kind of <laughs> almost had to help each other go back up. So um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting little you know celebration at the top as well. So, um, but once again, Claudio, I think is well. I, What's if Jericho gives out a sports entertainer of the week? It had to be Claudio, right? This week, <laughs> right? Uh, love the uh, the finish with and props to them for for shedding some light that uh, Claudio and Kingston have beef. Yeah, and with Claudio stealing uh, Kingston's moment of glory because he's using the same move he beat Jericho with before, mm-hmm. and while we're waiting for Jericho to tap out, Claudio gets to tap out and they He got daddy well, daddy magic yeah. or magic daddy, I think, to tap out. Right. And while he's uh they're celebrating you're starting to wonder is is Kingston gonna throw him off the cage? <laughs> I I was really expecting a uh you know something some type of retaliation uh for for stealing his moment. I'm sure we'll, but, uh, we'll hear from the Blackpool Combat Club, I'm sure, this week. Right? The good yeah. old, the good old um, 
segment where they announce it ahead of time. Now we'll hear from them. Yeah, and then Eddie Eddie will get his moment to cut that promo. You know, you stole my moment, and you know now you're on the hit list. You know, the blood and guts is over, the Jericho feud is over, but now we can go to Kingston and Castagnoli, and you know get some more good stuff out of that. So, and like I said, maybe you make it for the right to fight Chris Jericho somehow or something like that. Uh, some other things. So real quick on. Rampage. Uh, how about Brody King winning the Royal Rampage match? Uh, kind of harken back to the um, World War matches that they used to have, World War Three style with the three rings. Except 20 guys, Greg. I'm like, really? You need two rings for that? Like, <laughs> you know, give me give me 40 to 50 guys. Like, come on. you got enough wrestlers. I'll give 30. And yeah, have it's split. it's only an hour long show. You can't, you can't go that long. <laughs> you but, you would uh, need three hours for for forty guys, and they can Darby choke out like that's that's a pretty unique way of eliminating somebody. Because I don't think we can do Darby and Moxley right now, so it makes sense yeah. for Brody King to get it, um, and I, I think he'll get it this week. Is what I I thought. They said, so. Right. Uh, was there anybody that really stood out in the Royal Rampage match? For you, um, did we get Swerve and Keithley eliminating each other, or something like? Did we get anything more now? I'm trying to remember. No, I don't think they eliminated each other. I, I want to say Keithley tried to eliminate Swerve. Yeah, I thought I they believe. were teasing that again. Uh, that yeah, probably, like but, that probably needs to happen sooner rather than later. So it would have made sense that, uh, you know, this is a get back and now we're even kind of thing, but they didn't. Do I did it. like the little hangman and um, John Silver uh, thing that they, you know, where they were trying to eliminate each other. Teasing that the elimination was, just didn't do it. Right. That was funny. But, uh, but I like Brody King is the next, the next man up because, you know, it's the match we haven't seen before. Happens, yeah. Yep. And. You know, we're going to get a banger, you know, brutal, bloody, and, you know, Mox is going to win, but it's going to be a, a crazy match. So, and maybe we get Blackpool Combat Club and uh, House of Black. A little tease yeah. there. So, there we go. Uh, that could be interesting there. Young Bucks pick up a win. Um, how about Jonathan Grisham, the ROH champion? Um, him and Lee Moriarty are going to fight uh, the tag team that. Holy Blanchard has now, so that should be. I, I'm interested to see Jonathan Grisham in another, you know, kind of spotlight. Real small guy, Greg. By the way, like I don't know if you've seen, like when he does, you know, interviews. He's, he's only like five five, I think it is. Yeah. So I've, I'll be interested in him. Yeah, I've seen one match of his. I guess he was on. Was he on a rampage or dynamite once? I believe so. I know, um, they first announced Ring of Honor. Yeah. Maybe. And then I know we're going to get um, Dishonor. I think it is our death before Dishonor, which will be a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I think it's this month. I thought they said the 23rd. So that should be interesting to kind of see their first pay-per-view as Ring of Honor brand. And see what they'll do for that. Uh, and then Tony Storm picked up a win. Uh, Marina Sharif with 
Um, Niall Rose now. Okay. Yep. Are you? How do How do we feel about that? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, give giving Tony some wins, making it look good, and. Well, I think know. we want to revisit Thunder Rosa and Tony. Yeah, they really had a a great match in the middle of uh, Forbidden Door. So, uh, really impressed with what they did. Even though uh, Taya Valtteri great called out Thunder Rosa. Uh, so did we she? Might, we might see maybe some cross promotion there if we can do that. Oh, let's go. Let's get that. You know, I've, my love for uh, Lawera Loca. Get her in there. Love, Taya. Uh, I think that's all we got on Rampage and Dynamite. Let's do one last commercial break. We'll go to Last Call. There is something I forgot, Greg, about this week, so I will bring that up in Last Call, and we'll touch on anything you got, and we'll call it a day here for the evening. Uh, let's all get right. the Realty Talk, and then I'll get into my last call real quick. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man, Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right, my last call, Greg. I cannot believe we forgot the huge signing by WWE. Mr. Logan Paul, the newest superstar. Yay. <laughs> I did not foresee him signing an actual contract. I will say that right now. But apparently he inked the deal. And uh, I guess that goes to boxing career, right? Or whatever he was, MMA. Or was it, or is it that his brother? Well, they're both boxing. Okay. And well, okay. Their gimmick Who is fought that... Floyd? Who fought Mayweather? Was that Jake? No, that was Logan. Oh, that was Logan. Okay. Yeah, um, he, got his, he he got his ass kicked, right? He did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Floyd just you know is a cat playing with a mouse, yeah. and just toying with him. They went the whole you know twelve rounds. Oh. Okay. But that was out of mercy. There was a couple times that he rocked him and just kind of coasted. So. Um, the Logan Paul, could, the newest signee, and him in the Miz, SummerSlam. SummerSlam is shaping up into an interesting, like, we got McAfee and Corbin. Uh, we'll have uh, Logan Paul in the Miz. Sign me up for McAfee and Corbin, but yeah, with uh, Logan in the Miz, that is... The Miz is just everybody's first feud. <laughs> right. You know, it just, I mean, which is fine, because, I mean, like we said, he's probably one of the best workers that, you know, like, he... He will do what he needs to do to get that guy over, and you know, do do what he can. So, right. I don't hate it. I would regale this to the kickoff show, but you know. Oh, it's gonna, but yeah, it won't go. <laughs> it, it won't. It's Logan Paul. He's you know he's got millions of Instagram followers or whatever, and so they're gonna try to cash in on his celebrity status. What did they say? The but, most liked picture, I think, on the SmackDown was the signing picture of Logan Paul. Their most liked 
Instagram post ever. So, I mean, he's got the reach. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. But, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, that's what I have for my last call, Greg. Did you have anything you wanted to throw out there? I, I guess we kind of went early with our uh, our Fourth of July talk last night. I forgot <laughs> we were going to be talking tonight, so that's my fault. How about this? Hey. Are you a fireworks person? Uh, I'll watch them if they're there. Um, I I grew up in Raleigh next to the uh, NC State Fairgrounds, where we had the biggest firework, um, you know, display every year. Uh, my dad worked at those fairgrounds, so we saw it every year. And so now, you know, everything I see kind of pales in comparison to it. Been there, done that. Well, I think and, when you go to a wrestling show and you see their firework display, you know, like a firework display, it's just like, eh. It's yeah. There's nothing, nothing close. So it's, you know, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I'm I'm down for, you know, the uh, the announcer for the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I'll be yeah. watching him tomorrow. <laughs> it goes down tomorrow, baby. Goes down. Like I said, watch this guy. He will get you watching it every year. Uh, just the announcer, the guy who calls them all out. Watch him. Um, old older white guy with silver hair. But he puts it down. I love that guy. So that that's that's your homework for for five minutes. Watch need, him yes. intro these guys. Just, down now. I need to watch you'll them. you'll see why I love this guy. Um, How about this, real quick? We are both music lovers. Who's the greatest American rock band or artist? Oh, that's easy. Aerosmith, okay. Boston Boys, and I don't know if they're the best-selling American act ever, but they got to be in the top five. Yeah. And I have seen Aerosmith live twelve times, and they're always better than the last time I saw them. So, how about art? Are you going to be like Michael Jackson's art to compete with? Right, like overall, who like Michael Jackson? Like, doesn't Michael have to be the best American artist? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm splitting rock, rock and pop. Yeah, I'm, you know, the the rock and metal guy, and you know, that the Michael Jackson stuff was kind of a, a different genre that for me. But I guess you're you have a point with as far as best selling American acts. Well, he's probably Artists, at yeah. the top. Entertaining and yeah. Um, well, it's funny because when I think about my favorite bands, Greg, Beatles. <laughs> Beatles uh, from England. Rolling Stones, The Who, Led Zeppelin, The Clash. <laughs> I just named five yeah. bands from England, from which is always England. interesting to me. Which, you know, but that but that British invasion helped, I think, rock music here. You know, rock music, yes, was happening here. You know, but like the Beach Boys always say, if they don't hear... Uh, Sergeant Peppers, they don't make pet sounds. No, sorry. The Beatles said if the Beach Boys don't make pet sounds, they don't make Sergeant Peppers. So I think that's interesting. Like the mm. Beach Boys to me, like that American sound, I kind of go to them. I mean, I can't go wrong. I mean, Bruce, like, <laughs> sings everything about the heartland. And, you know, like, it's funny. The Board in the USA song, Greg, everyone is like, 
oh, that's just such a patriotic song. If you really look at the meaning of it, it's the, <laughs> it's probably the opposite. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, it's anti-war. It's, you know, talking about going to war when you don't want to. So it's interesting to see, but. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, who's your money on is the best American band? I got the Beach Boys. They're just something like, they're just something about the Beach Boys and like the summertime and just throwing them on like good vibrations. Like if you throw that song on, you're like, you got the windows down, you're rolling down the street. I can't go wrong with it, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like band bands. I mean, and of course I love the Foo Fighters. I love Green Day. I love Blink, but I know they're not in the top. Like, you know, Foo Fighters might be my top 20 of all time, probably. Maybe top 15, actually. But um, I, I think... Uh, go ahead. Dude, there's the fundamental difference between me and you. Yeah, Beat Boys I, I, on one side and Aerosmith on the other. Oh yeah. And I like the uh, rock. Oh, I, you know, I, I'm a big rock guy. I grew up on classic rock all the way. I mean, Eagles. Right. I can throw Kiss at you. you know, another oh, fantastic Russia. American band. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Yeah. And I always think Kiss doesn't get their just due. I think people think too much of them as being this gimmicky band, Greg. But man, they did it right. Yeah, they market themselves better. Like I think some bands are upset that they didn't do it that way. You know, like put your name on everything. Hell, condoms. Like <laughs> get yourself a kiss condom. Like who would have thought? You know. So uh, yeah. Like when they go more modern, you know, Guns and Roses. Uh, yeah. You know, Van Halen. I was like Van Halen. I do love me some Van. I mean, I cannot listen to Van Halen loud enough, Greg. Like. I turn up my go. I turn up my AC. Well, my ACDC is on the show. Sorry, no, never mind. Not not ACDC. <laughs> well, even like somebody like Rush, I'm like that's Canadian, so it can't be Rush. Um, some people have told me Creedence Clearwater Revival. I'm like, eh. <laughs> no, they're not no. in the vein of some no. of the greatest of all time. Like <laughs> you put you put them up against the Beatles. Like, come on, it's not even close. So, yeah. Uh, and I'll give you Aerosmith. I mean, Aerosmith's got some bangers, though. Like I always said, if I come out in a wrestling or if I have a walk-up song break for baseball, it's back in the saddle. That thing, that thing just kicks. What about Metallica? Do we think they'd be in? Absolutely. I mean, Inner Sandman is like the pop, you know, that kind of crosses the genres where, you know, you get like country people. Like I've seen Zach Brown band covering Inner Sandman. And like rocking the hell out of it. It wasn't even like a country version. <laughs> it was like nice. a rock version. And Zach Brown is about as country as you could get. So, uh, I mean, and uh, what is, uh, who's football team, uh, Virginia Tech's football team comes out to interstate man? Are they used to, I think? Nice. So, uh, trying to think of who else American wise. Well, you got Slayer, you got Megadeth, you got uh, Disturbed. Slipknot, you know, from the heartland, Iowa. Yeah. Um, so Mellon many great bands. We talk about metal. John Frickin' Mellencamp. We're from Bloomington, Indiana, Seymour, Indiana, Greg. No, no Mellencamp for you? No. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't Does make it. Does it get any more American than small town, though? Like, if you were <laughs> going to have a 4th of July playlist, 
you have to play ROCK in USA, right? Uh, I could find some better tracks. Like I said, you know, both Bruce Springsteen. I put him in there. I put a bunch of his tracks in there, Mr. New Jersey. That's right. Born to Run. That's right. I mean, he's got some names. Or George Thorogood. You want to throw him in there? I'll throw him in there before Mellencamp. What about, I don't want to say, Kid Rock? Kid Rock? I've seen Kid Rock live. (laughs) Opening for Aerosmith, matter of fact. Oh, wow. And and Kid Rock kills it. So, you know, that guy can play every instrument on the stage. I've watched him do it, and it was mind-blowing. I will uh, admit, I did have that first Kid Rock CD. And I would I would play ball with the ball in my 1995 Buick Century, Greg, and just rock the heck out of that CD. So there we go. But, Yeah. <laughs> And, oh, yeah. or no, Stick with saying, me. I'll get some good music in your place. I, I got you. It's the only band for <laughs> three times at WrestleMania. <laughs> so there you go. Oh man, back in the day, what that rap metal, rap rock stuff, man, that was big back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, it got hot for a minute. Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park. Well, there's always those little oh. like emo was big for like you know early two thousands. You had the boy bands. You had the girl. You know. Girl Divas, you had, you know, Rap Rock. I mean, the 2000, like the early 2000s, the late 90s, Greg, that was just a plethora of music. Like, it was always so weird to see TRL. You'd have Blink-182, then Limp Biscuit, then, like, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> and Korn. Korn was pretty big on TRL there for a little bit. That's true. I mean, people love that, uh, the music video for Got the Life. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to see all that. But, yeah, I still think I got to go back to Beach Boys. That sounds like such a fantastic album. <laughs> but, and they're all American. Like, you know, what, like, I, you know, I always think of that 60s rock sound, I think, you know, for summertime vibe. So, that's, that's where I go back to. It is funny, I will say, music-wise, Greg, to see, like, 60s and 70s, how different it got. Like, you have Aerosmith starting, what, in the mid-70s? And then you have, like, you know, you, you had that layover, though, from, like, some of those 60s rock bands still trying to kick it in the 70s, just couldn't, you know, couldn't last. And I'll give Aerosmith credit. I mean, lasted, what, 40 years now? Yeah. Four decades? I mean, that's pretty... Steven still Tyler killing it. Doesn't remember the seventies or eighties, <laughs> but <laughs> I know he's talked about like he'd be so drugged up, like he'd play a show and not even know, like you know, just just get off stage and not realize it. Uh, yeah. yeah, he kills it. I mean, every he takes care of his voice. I mean, every show I go to, you know, you expect somebody seems like that to fall off at some point, but not Steven. He, he brings it every time. So they come through your town. You got to go see it. My mom and dad have seen that. They saw them back in the day. It was one of my mom's favorite bands back then. Yeah. But. There you go. Mom's got good taste. Yeah. And probably and probably a crush on Steven. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. He's been looking like my great aunt anymore. <laughs> Some of the looks he's done. 
<laughs> Growing out the hair and hey, you know who I did have a crush on though? His daughter, Greg, lived. Of course. Back in the day, crazy, amazing, crying. Oh man, those three videos on MTV. Whew. That get you through uh through some good times. So. Uh-huh. I don't remember the songs, if you catch my drift, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the music video from Liv playing the stripper and Alicia Silverstone. Remember, she was, her and Liv were both in, I think, all three of those uh, music videos. So, yeah. Aerosmith, I will say that, you know, Living on the Edge, that was a good music video. Janie's Got a Gun. So, yeah. All the days of music videos. (laughs) I know. We've really gone off the crazy. If people are still tuned in, they're like, where's the wrestling talk? This is why we call it last call. We just we it's like a night at the bar. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of the night. So, but anyway, we'll let you get going, Greg. We have kept you long enough. Go enjoy the rest of your third of July. Definitely enjoy your fourth. Uh, next week we'll be back with all the wrestling talk. Uh, we got a few weeks before SummerSlam. Uh, I guess we could look ahead to Ring of Honor. <laughs> Start talking that up. See what they got planned. Then we got um, what do we have after that? I think August were clear. I don't think there's anything for August because no, no three August, weeks till SummerSlam. Yeah, because August because yeah. um, and then yeah, nothing after that. All Out is in September, and so is Clash at the Castle. So we'll have a nice kind of you know August month. Of, we could bring up some other topics, maybe you know some some best of. I know people have been putting out their mid-year awards already, Greg. So maybe we can think of something like that. Who might be your your early candidates for you know wrestlers of the year? All that. Yeah, good idea. I like that. All right. Well, we will have a great evening. Enjoy the fourth. Don't blow off your fingers. And uh, always remember to back it up, Terry. If you've ever seen that video, that's what I should have shared for the last thirty seconds. That, that video of the the guy in the wheelchair. He's trying to reverse that he can't reverse when he's trying to set out fireworks so (laughs) (laughs) So, nice on that note we will talk to you guys next week enjoy the weekend peace